Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is a father's sons episode. A couple of uh, friends who have very sharp sons. We're going to hear from them and find out about the collecting experience. There's many ways to do the hobby. And there probably are some wrong ways if you cheat and steal and lie. <laughs> but there's a lot of right ways to collect what, what you enjoy. Welcome the Britton family and the Mills family. Stephen Britton, why don't you and Ryan lead off and give us a little collecting background of what y'all like about the hobby and, and how you do it together. Thank you. I started collecting when I was in high school and in college, which would have been in the late 80s, early 90s. But I got into collecting with some friends and really enjoyed basketball, baseball. And a lot of my collecting was based on the local college team that I supported. I'm from Louisiana, big LSU Tiger fan. Shaquille O'Neal, rookie cards, that was so high. I was really into collecting basketball cards in the early 90s because of Shaq. I've just continued to follow those LSU players as rookies and uh, trying to collect as many of those cards as I can. Ryan seems to be following in my footsteps. Ryan, what's your side of the story? Is that true? <laughs> I started collecting around 2017, and it's been a really fun hobby for me. Yeah. Mills, let's go. Brandon, why don't you go first and then tee it up for Jackson? I, I think I'm like a lot of people that you've interviewed where I collected when I was in the late 80s, early 90s, and got out of it for you know, 30 years, and, and now found out that the sports card industry was a lot of fun again. So my brother worked at a baseball card shop when I was a kid. And that was my first real exposure to it. In Winston-Salem, North Carolina, I remember him buying a Nolan Ryan rookie card and then selling it after Nolan Ryan broke some, you know, 300 wins, 5,000 strikeouts or something like that. And he made money on it. I realized, wow, you can actually have fun with this and you might be able to make a little money too. So for you, it was always fun first and if it's profitable second. Is that true of you, Stephen and Ryan too? Fun first, making money second? Yeah, Ab yeah absolutely. Love trying to collect those hard to find cards, especially those LSU rookie cards, it's great to get a valuable card, but to get those cards that we're really after, that's just exciting to, to open up a pack and pull out that hard to find card. But Jackson, does that, that uh, apply to you? Yeah, same for me. I really like collecting specific brands more than just the players themselves, but, but I like collecting them for fun. I like ripping wax. If you're basketball, it's pretty much just Panini, but are you a Prism or Mosaic or Select? Which brands are you talking about? Well, I like Select. I like Immaculate. I think that it should be more um, well-known brand, but I also like Court Kings for basketball and okay. Optic. Okay, so you're ripping the wax. Are you doing that uh, with uh, your own money or your dad's money or your mom's money or your brother's money or your sister's money? How are you funding that? And are you trading or selling some things or what, how do you handle that aspect of it? Yeah, I, use it, I buy my own stuff. Sometimes my dad will get me something for my birthday. I don't always look Rip wax. Sometimes I'll buy individuals, and I do sell do sell some cards. Where do you sell? Oh. Um, I used to do eBay, and now I, I still do a little bit, but I use my slabs more. Okay. Because I have some slab cards that I like to sell in there. Okay. Uh, Ryan, what's your status in the hobby? Are you more ripping packs or buying singles, or how do you enjoy the expression of the hobby i mostly buy from ebay single cards because it's, it's hard to find a card you like in a pack rather than just buying it yeah mostly football too you younger guys do you have friends at school or in the neighborhood that you collect with it or is it more of an ebay thing where you're dealing with strangers i would say more ebay i don't really trade with anybody either we don't have anybody that are, is my age besides ryan and quentin he's one of my other friends that no cards. Why do you think that is? Because when I was growing up, a lot of people in the neighborhood collected. It's more like a popularity thing that not a lot of people that are younger find it as interesting. Not everybody's a collector, but are you guys pretty passionate 
sports fans, because if you're going to collect sports cards, you ought to love sports. And that can be easily transferred from the father to the son. Collecting, some kids want to collect, some kids don't. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I'm a big sports fan and I have four boys, but Ryan is the youngest and they're all avid sports fans and that has definitely driven their interest. You've got other kids too. I do. I have three girls. So my wife and two of the girls have no reason to collect sports cards. They find it pretty silly that cardboard is worth as much as it is. But one of my daughters has latched on and she, she likes to collect Steph Curry cards. So she'll just walk into the card shop with me. She'll just buy whatever Steph Curry she can find and she'll walk out happy and she's oblivious to the rest of it. It's beautiful to see. As long as you stay away from the uh, game used and autographs and stuff, you could probably pick up some uh, cards into Steph's career. But he's pretty popular in North Carolina, I would guess, because of Davidson and Steph. Davidson connection. And I think Dell, his dad must have played for Charlotte for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was a big personality in, in my area. In fact, he ran some basketball camps, and, and I remember him being at a basketball camp where I was at and did some shooting demonstrations. How have you dads helped your sons understand principles of fair play or business or just character things that are demonstrated in a hobby where there's some other kids as well as some adults? And not everybody has the same knowledge. Not everybody has the same budget. How have you helped your kids avoid the pitfalls? of a hobby that can get very complicated and people out there that sometimes try to take advantage of kids. So how have you equipped your kids to really enjoy the hobby? I think there's so many opportunities. Every time you open a pack or every time you go to sell something on eBay, there's just opportunities to learn. And you take those opportunities and you use them as, you know, teaching moments. And there's opportunities to explain things like supply and demand and the value of a card. Are you just trying to collect cards because they're valuable? Or are you actually interested in players and teams and and you want to build a a nice collection? The moments along the way, you just have to be aware and, and you're doing life together and taking it step by step. Ryan, do you go to your dad for advice or are you pretty independent? I ask him a few questions. That's good. I think the hobby is a, a good place to learn the the payoff of long-term reward versus short-term, hey, I want something quick now. So there's all sorts of principles that we, we want our kids to, to take with them. There's a lot of economies that you can learn that kind of stuff in, but the hobby is a good one to learn that, right? To see the long-term and to try to set goals and go after goals and not just do the first thing that's in front of you. Jackson, there's a lot of talk about how kids are being priced and by kid, anybody that doesn't have a full-time job uh, are getting priced out of the hobby because packs and, and uh, boxes and unopened product is more and more expensive. And what would you want to say to the people that make the cards? Do they need to make them cheaper? Do they make them more available? Or is it okay as it is? I really think that it's affordable for me. Once you get some smaller cards and then you start grading them and when you start getting them back, then you can really start to get into the hobby because you can just resell the cards and build up your collection to be able to get something that's good. Ryan, same thing. You feel priced out of it on some things or you feel like you're able to participate and enjoy? I think there are some products that could be a little cheaper because not everyone has that uh, amount that it can spend. It really depends on like you pull one pack, you get a card and then you sell it and then you're able to get more stuff. Like more packs. One of the most successful fundraisers is Girl Scout cookies. Ryan, do you have an idea how to turn baseball cards or basketball or football cards into kind of like Girl Scout cookies to raise money for your church, for your city, for the homeless or whatever? How would you do it if you were in charge? Yeah, Girl Scout cookies would work. Girl Scout cookies are are consumed (laughs) and they taste good. But any opportunity you have to resell and when a winsome young man or young woman says, do you want to buy these cookies? You don't want to buy these cards and it's going to go to a good cause. I think people look more favorably on that. Stephen, is that kind of what you were thinking, that there could be some kind of opportunity that the cards could be used to fund noble causes? 
I think the cards themselves certainly could be, but just like an event we were part of recently, just the chance to pull a great card. You, you have a bunch of unopened packs and you have people say, hey, if you want a pile of these unopened packs, there's a set price for that. And out of these packs, you may pull a great card or you may not pull anything of, of any real value, but just the chance. I guess it's like a raffle, but yeah, I think there are certainly ways to use cards to benefit ministries and nonprofits uh, they, because right now the interest in the hobby is so high and to get a group of guys together that would be interested in that, that's definitely something that we could do. Brandon and Stephen, I, I think there's more interest in your age group than there is in Jackson and Ryan's. And that's not necessarily bad because you guys have more discretionary income, but I'm hoping that there's more kids that'll enjoy uh, participating. My dad didn't collect with me as much as he understood because he had been a collector. My younger brother collected a little bit, but not as much as me. So the family aspect is very positive. What is your collecting goal? Is there a card that you would just do a backflip over if you got it? I like the more recent LSU players like Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Clyde Evers-Alaire. Okay. They've, they've been on a roll. Jackson, what would you be most excited about if you pulled something really cool? I was like, I can't afford some, like a National Treasures box or anything, so I couldn't get the best card. But the best card I could would love to pull, I would like to pull some Joe Burrows. I'm not a huge LSU fan, but I think he's a cool guy to collect anyways. I really like Lamar Jackson and DK Metcalf. Very Lots of football fans around here. Well, very physically talented. Part of the popularity of cards is the popularity of the player, and part of the popularity of the players is their performance on the field. What other stuff do you guys do together as father-son? Like some fathers and sons do a lot of hunting or fishing. Is this your primary shared hobby, or are there any other ways that y'all enjoy time together? Jackson and I, we've fished a couple of times in the last couple of months, so we do enjoy that. It just takes a little bit more time and planning. But we enjoy that. Yeah, we love fishing, just shooting basketball together. Sometimes the trips to the card shops are just good time for us to talk about life, right? Some of that time in between when you're doing those kinds of things are really valuable time to just talk about things that are important. Quality time happens when you least expect it, I think. Stephen and Ryan, what what other things do you enjoy, y'all enjoy uh, doing together? Again, card collecting is cool because you can almost be on an even footing based on both having an appreciation of the cards maybe different financial situations, but what other stuff do you all like to do together? Yeah, we certainly like to be outside riding bikes, just doing things together outside are, are typically things that we like to do a lot. What else would you say? We have been fishing before. We've been fishing. I'm an amateur baker. I like to cook. So Ryan tends to come help me with some new recipes. So that's fun to do. But yeah, trying to find things like that together to do in addition to card collecting, that's, that's fun. Are the moms uh, very supportive or... <laughs> My mom was after she threw some of my cards in the trash. After that, she had my attention. But she now thinks I turned out okay. <laughs> my wife doesn't understand it, but she supports it. She surprised me recently when we found out about the national. She looked at me and she said, "You have to take Jackson." All so right. I, I sold Carson Wentz PSA ten rookie card prism and bought plane tickets the next day. So, okay. um, so that that'll be a lot of fun. So I would say she's supportive. I would say you want the suggestions coming from her, not asking her to ratify the desires of your heart, which sounds like you all have good wives. I, I certainly have one too. What you'd want to impart to other sons and fathers. And I think one of the secrets is there's a love relationship that you love your dad. You're, the son loves the dad. The dad loves the son. And they want uh, the best for each other and uh, enjoy a hobby together is, is a very positive thing. It's not good to force the sun, if the sun doesn't like it, you can't say, hey, we're going fishing every Saturday, whether you like it or not. Well, that doesn't sound like a good dad to me. The, the 
proverb and it, it train up a, a, a young person in the way he should go when he's old he won't depart from it i'm hoping that applies to collecting <laughs> if you train them to enjoy something and enjoy it in the right way then uh, it can be a lifelong hobby that you can come back to when steven's a grandfather and uh, ryan is the father yeah my dad has actually been visiting recently and we talked about cards with him and how he used to collect the sets in the 1950s Yankees and his cards ended up getting thrown out. Even though the cards got thrown out, it's just just fun to to reminisce and to tell their stories. And it builds my interest. It builds Ryan's interest. And it just gives us a way to connect. It's just been a super good hobby, especially during the pandemic, because even though we haven't been able to get out and do as much, we watch videos on YouTube all the time of people opening cards. I find that to be interesting. And we enjoy doing that together. Yeah. Just find as many different ways we can to interact with the hobby. Brandon Jackson, you have some other insights. There's a lot of things that we could do together that provide that chance to interact, but we just have chosen sports cards and it's been a ton of fun to do that. And it may be that we end up doing something else in the future, but I think we both really like it. I don't think either one of us have really pulled each other into it as much as we both encourage each other to do it. And yeah, I look forward to the idea that this is something that we'll look back at 20 years from now and and talk about and have great stories together about, hey, do you remember when we bought that one? Or remember when you pull that blue velocity Zion Williamson and we were so excited. And you know, those kind of things are going to be great stories later on. And at the same time, you've got an avenue to be able to talk about how to deal with other people and, and how to treat other people. Those things can get pulled into a lot of things. It just happens to be that we love doing it in this hobby. I'm not jealous because I will see you all at the national in Chicago in about six weeks, but that's just going to be a fabulous experience. You can make a plan before you go, but once you get there, it's pretty overwhelming. And that goes not just for Jackson, that goes for you too, Brandon. It's pretty amazing the volume of stuff that's there. And people are generally very friendly and uh, accommodating, but they're there to sell stuff too. Anyway, thanks guys. I 